Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 111, Understanding GRE over IPsec VPNs. Hey everybody, my name is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, we're going to take a look at how we can securely send traffic over an untrusted internet using a combination of VPN protocols, virtual private network protocols, specifically GRE, Generic Routing Encapsulation, and IPsec, which is short for IP security. First, let's consider the concept of a VPN and why it's so critical that we have it in today's networks. I remember back in the 1990s when I used to work with businesses trying to connect remote offices together. Back in those days, they would have to lease a fairly expensive frame relay circuit or maybe ATM, or we had some dedicated T1 leased lines. Those were fairly expensive ways to interconnect sites between corporate locations. But these days, we've got very high-speed connectivity to the internet. I mean, even in my home, I've got gig fiber, a gig up and a gig down. That's plenty of bandwidth for most small office, home office environments. But the challenge is that traffic, if we try to interconnect our sites over the internet, that traffic is flowing over the untrusted internet. If somebody were to intercept that traffic, they could read all of our corporate secrets. We don't want that. So the challenge is, how do we securely send traffic across an untrusted internet? And we can do that with a virtual private network. It makes a router at one location and a router at a remote location look like they're layer two adjacent. They're right next to each other. They can form an OSPF neighborship between them if we want. And this virtual private network is going to give us privacy over the internet using common broadband technologies like cable modems or gig fiber. And it can be transparent to the end devices at those offices. They don't have to run some sort of a VPN client software if they're at that office because the routers or maybe a VPN concentrator at that office is going to do the heavy lifting of the encryption and the decryption. So it's great that we have high-speed access to the internet. We just need to use protocols that can send traffic securely across the internet. And a really common way of doing that is to use two different protocols, both GRE and IPsec. We can use those together. And you might wonder, why don't we just pick one? Let's just pick the best one and go with it. Well, let's consider the characteristics of GRE and IPsec and see why they make such a good team. First, GRE, Generic Writing Encapsulation, it is super flexible. I mean, it can encapsulate just about anything you throw at it. Unicast, broadcast, multicast. I mean, even if you had a really old Novell Netware network that used IPX or, or Apple Talk, we can encapsulate those too. Just about anything you can send out of a router interface, you can send over a GRE tunnel. Super flexible. But there's a downside, and the downside is... It's not secure at all. It doesn't do any encryption. So it's not going to be a great solution by itself for our VPN because it doesn't give us privacy. Well, there is another protocol that's really popular called IPsec, which is, again, short for IP security. And it is very secure. It's got lots of security features. For example, it provides confidentiality through encryption. And it's got a wide variety of encryption standards that it supports. And it can make sure that traffic doesn't get modified in transit. In other words, it provides integrity for our traffic by using hashing. And hashing is not encryption. A lot of people get that mixed up. Hashing is sort of like taking a fingerprint. I mean, if I took a three-letter word like cat and I ran, let's say, the MD5, the Message Digest 5 hashing algorithm on that, the output would be 128 bits. 
If I took a big Cisco Press book that was maybe 700 pages long and I ran the MD5 hashing algorithm on that, how long would that output be? 128 bits. And you can imagine there's no way to extract a 700-page book from 128 bits, and that's because it's not really doing encryption. It's sort of getting a fingerprint. The routers at each end of a link, they can run the hashing algorithm on the data, and they can send the hash result to one another. And if the hash results match, well, that's a good indication that traffic has not been modified in transit. IPsec also gives us authentication. We can do that with pre-shared keys that we configure on each router, or we could use a digital certificate and digital signatures, and it prevents replay attacks. If somebody were to capture some packets of a successful login, they couldn't read the packets because they're encrypted, but they said these packets were present on the network and it got somebody into the network. This got somebody logged in. So I'm going to play these back later and I'll get logged in. Well, it's not going to allow that because IPsec applies the equivalent of serial numbers to those different packets. And if somebody tries to play them back later, they're going to be out of order. The serial numbers are not going to match up, so they're going to be denied. Here's the downside, though. IPsec, as great as it is, IPsec cannot encapsulate unicast IP traffic. Ugh, that's sort of a deal breaker for us. Because we need maybe to do broadcast for ARPs. We certainly need to do multicast if I want to run OSPF or EIGRP over these links. I might want to form neighborships between my routers. Sure, I've got plenty of need for multicast, but we can only encapsulate unicast IP traffic. We'll come back to that, but here's a bit more information about IPsec. There are two basic modes of operation. There is transport mode and tunnel mode. Here's the difference. With transport mode, we take the packet's original header, the source and the destination and the protocol information. We use that. We just encrypt. We protect the payload only. Or you could use tunnel mode. This is going to add a little bit of extra header, but it's arguably going to give you better security. With tunnel mode, we're going to encapsulate and protect the entire packet. And when an IPsec tunnel is being set up, we go through a couple of steps. There are really a couple of tunnels being set up. There's what's called an Ike Phase 1 and an Ike Phase 2 tunnel. Now, Ike stands for Internet Key Exchange. And Ike Phase 1, that tunnel is also known as an ISAKEMP tunnel. That's spelled I-S-A-K-M-P, ISAKEMP, which, by the way, stands for Internet Security Association and Key Management Protocol. So those two terms are synonymous, Ike Phase 1 and ISACAMP. It's that first tunnel that gets formed when we're setting up an IPsec tunnel. And I compare it to, I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show uh, Get Smart. Uh, I used to watch reruns as a kid. Or more recently, there was the uh, the movie with uh, Steve Carell. And it's a hilarious movie. You might want to check it out. But in the movie Get Smart and in the old TV show, when Max wants to talk to the chief securely, he insists that they lower the cone of silence. Now, it never works right in the movie or the TV show, but the idea is this cone of silence comes down over them and they're able to talk privately. That's kind of like the Ike Phase 1 tunnel or the ISACAMP tunnel. We're trying to provide a secure communication channel where these two routers or these two endpoints can negotiate between themselves. Now, what are they doing right now? They're not exchanging the user data. They just have established a secure communication channel, and they're going to use that channel to send parameters that they're going to use 
for the Ike Phase 2 tunnel. They're going to negotiate how they're going to set up this second tunnel. And once they've negotiated those parameters, the Ike Phase 2 tunnel comes up. In other words, the IPsec tunnel and the user data flows over that. And we don't have to send everything going between these two routers inside of that tunnel. In fact, when we set up an IPsec tunnel, we can deem what traffic we consider to be interesting traffic. We can use an access control list for that. And we can say interesting traffic is going to go through this tunnel. So we've got these two different contenders. We've got GRE, which is super flexible, but it's not secure. We've got IPsec, which is super secure, but it's not flexible. It only supports unicast IP packets. So what do we do? How do we send traffic over the untrusted network and make it flexible where we can send unicast, broadcast, multicast, and simultaneously secure it? Well, that's where GRE and IPsec can team up. GRE, we said, is very flexible. It can encapsulate just about everything. So let's do this. Let's send our traffic inside of a GRE tunnel. In other words, let's encapsulate everything inside of GRE packets. Once we do that, what is a GRE packet? Yeah, it's a unicast IP packet. Do you see where I'm going with this? We can then take those unicast IP packets, those GRE packets that contain whatever, multicast, broadcast, unicast. We take those unicast GRE packets and we put those inside of our IPsec tunnel. By doing that, we are able to encrypt and protect all of our traffic. And the traffic that we consider to be interesting as we set up this IPsec tunnel typically is we say GRE traffic is interesting. So all of our traffic between our sites goes into this GRE tunnel. Bam, that just translated it into a series of unicast IP packets. We then take those unicast IP packets, which are interesting, and we put those inside of the IPsec tunnel, and that's going to give us the secure communication to the far side. Now, that's the theory of GRE over IPsec VPNs. And if you'd like to see how to configure it, I recently did a live YouTube webcast showing you step-by-step -step how to set it up. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes if you'd like to go watch the configuration of a GRE over IPsec tunnel. And by the way, if you're considering going after Cisco's new CCNA exam, that's exam number 200-301, I've recently created a free CCNA mini course for you, and it's going to teach you content from three major topics on the exam. And you can go through that and see, is this free or not? Is this something that resonates with you? Now, to sign up for that free mini course, just go to kwtrain.com slash ccna hyphen mini. Again, that's kwtrain, k-w-t-r-a-i-n, kwtrain.com slash ccna hyphen or a dash mini, M-I-N-I, kwtrain.com slash ccna hyphen mini. And that's going to get you signed up for that completely free CCNA mini course. I think you'll really enjoy that and get a lot of value from it. And on that note, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. And I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm.